Welcome to Walking Moose Podcast. My name is Meg, my dog's name is Moose, and I'm taking time out from walking him to chat it up with you. Hello everyone, on today's episode we are going to talk about mentors and words to live by and advice. Taking it, um, giving it, all kinds of stuff. We're going to look back at 52 years of all of this stuff and I'm going to give you some of my insights on that. Now, I've been hearing from some people that you want more cocktail recipes, like more detailed cocktail recipes. And I'll be honest with you, I'm not much of a drinker. So my God, my God, I'm doing my best here. So I'm going to come up with a quick cocktail recipe. I think I'm going to do like a chocolate martini on this because this to me seems very martini-y. So I'm going to come up with a chocolate martini recipe. I'm going to go in there and get it all mixed up and we'll talk to you about that as soon as I come back. But on today's episode, mentors, advice, and words to live by. So let's start off by talking about why I chose this particular topic at this particular time. And it was actually, I've been doing a lot of reading, I always read, um, and it was actually something that I was reading, I found this book called The Light of Many Lamps, and it's an ancient book, not really ancient, but it's an older book, let's see, I have it here. And I can open up and see what the copyright date is. I got it at a used bookstore because, you know, I love to haunt around in those. And let's see, what is the copyright date? So this is 1951. And what this book is, is it's just a selection of writings and quotes and different things like that on different topics, on aging, on falling in love, on business deals, different things like that. And so I enjoy reading stuff like that. Um, And I got to thinking about my mentor because when I, years ago, and I'm talking 20 years ago, almost 30 years ago, I was working for a woman, I won't give her name, who was incredible. She was absolutely one of the most incredible people I've ever met in my entire life. She was a mother of five children. Her husband, she was a nurse. And her husband, at one point, when the children were very young, lost his job and could not find another one for quite a long time. And it was a very dark period for them. Very dark. But she went through that. She was on the 20-year plan for college, as I myself have been on. And so she went to school at night, and she got first her bachelor's and then her master's. And then she went on to teach later in life. Um, And she was just a wonderful, wonderful woman. And I met her when she was the director of this, um, she was the director nurse manager of this particular division of a very large health system in the town where I lived. And I was hired on to be her admin assistant. Oh, I forgot. Before we go any further, the chocolate martini. Now, I just... 
I just Googled this. I'm not a really big martini fan, but I do like chocolate. But, you know, I'll drink it. I'm not going to kick it to the curb. So you're supposed to have a certain number of ounces. And if you guys remember from my cooking episode, I'm not really all that exact when it comes to cooking. So I just do a little um, shot glass. So I've got a little uh, drink mixing kit Is it a kit? I don't know. It's an outfit. I've got the tall silver thing, the metal thing. So shot glass of vodka, shot glass of creme de cocoa. Is that how you say it? Creme de cacao? I don't know. And I shook it up with some ice and I didn't feel like it had enough punch. So I put in like a half a shot glass more vodka and a half a shot glass more of that creme de cocoa. And I have it here. So, chink, and I have it in this beautiful martini glass. I chinked it. I don't know if you can hear that. I have it in my beautiful martini glass that I actually got from the garage sale at the nun's house. They had beautiful martini glasses. The nuns had were all outfitted. So I have my nun martini glass. And when I say nun, I mean N-U-N. And I have my chocolate martini. <clears throat> Excuse me. Oh, almost went down the wrong way. Kind of went up my nose. So... Whew, take a moment here. That packed a punch. It probably made that too strong. Now, getting back to T, we're going to call her T. I don't want to reveal her actual name because I haven't spoken with her about this. And so I don't know if she'd be okay being discussed on the podcast. But we're going to call her T. We're going to call her Mrs. T. Um, So Mrs. T, not married to Mr. T, but Mrs. T was wonderful. And she was very, very smart. And she had learned a lot in life. And not only had she learned a lot, but she was ready to impart it. So I started working with her. I worked with her for about 11 years. And here are some of the wonderful bits of life advice that she gave me. Now, before I tell you these, I would like to say get a mentor. If you can find a mentor, if you can find someone who will act as that role for you, it is just invaluable. She taught me so much about the business that I wanted to go into, the lifestyle that I wanted to lead, the family life that I wanted to have. Her family was very close and they were funny, but they fought. I mean, there was no sugarcoating things. They would get angry, but it was okay to get angry. I think that's a life lesson for everybody out there. Okay, so some of her, and she had all these sayings that she would always say. And everybody who worked with her knew these sayings. Like one of her sayings was, don't buy the black dress yet. Meaning, don't give up hope, obviously. Don't be discouraged. Don't buy the black dress yet. But that wasn't so much of a piece of advice. Um, I guess you could call it that. So one of my favorite pieces of advice from Mrs. T was, touch it once. I have used this. I have taught my children this. Touch it once. And what that really means is that if you have a project... Um, If it's at all possible, sit down and do the project all at one time. There's a lot going around right now. You know, we've got online school. People are trying to get adjusted to working from home. 
And I see a lot um, from my son's teachers about do a little bit and then take a break and then come back. And yes, that's true. For some items like a long book report, you're going to need to do that. But for the most part, if you're just working on a spreadsheet or you're just getting some filing done, touch it once. So I love that. And I put that, I put that in the forefront of my mind whenever I'm doing bills or my taxes or just anything like that. Touch it once. I'm going to do it one time and then it's just going to be completely done. Another piece of wonderful advice that she gave me was make a book. And what that means is that anytime you learn a new skill or a new process, record it, write it down, take notes, make a book. I have made a book for, God, 30 years now. Anytime I have a new job or a new function in a job or something, I make a book. And one of the things I love about it was after I get all my notes down and everything written down that I need to do, I just clip art the hell out of that bitch. I mean, I put flowers on it and I put borders around it and I make it pretty and I organize it the way I want. It's wonderful. Make a book. Very, very, very important. So those were some businessy things that she taught me, but she also taught me some life things. Um, I remember at one point we were working with um, a particular nurse who was having some problems at home. And she called the nurse in and I had to be in there because, you know, HR rules and everything like that. Myself and a couple of other people had to be in there. Hold on. I'm going to take a little sip of my martini. This is a good story. Back to the story. So this particular nurse was having issues at home and it was affecting her work. And so uh, Mrs. T sat her down and told her that she wanted her to take a leave of absence and that she was going to help her with all the paperwork to take this leave of absence because she knew that there was no way to separate work and home. And she told this nurse, she said, a lot of people are going to say, when you're here, when you're on the clock, you're just working and you work for me. And she said, but I get it. I understand that you're never completely away from home. You're never, it just blends in all the time. So I want you to take this time and I want you to go and get sorted out whatever it is you need to get sorted out. And, you know, if you need resources, I will help you. No problem whatsoever. But when you come back, I expect you to be up to the standard that we have set. And it was just, it was mind-blowing to me. It was mind-blowing to me that you had someone in a position of power who was looking at a situation and kind of seeing the whole of the situation and not just the little individual pie slice that affected the department, the whole of it. And I just, you know, and, you know, long story short, she did take that leave of absence um, and then she took a longer leave of absence, but happy ending, everything got sorted out, everything was fine. And, you know, we move on from there. So that was something that taught me about life. It taught me that people in the position of power, whether it be your boss or government or a teacher or something like that, they have the capability to be human. And the people that recognize that are going to be the people that, 
you remember all of your lives, the people that make a difference in this world. So, okay, off of Mrs. T for a second, and I want to go into a little bit of the advice that I have received throughout my life, um, kind of words to live by, and I want to go into those. And I'm just going to pick and choose these. Um, I don't really have, you know, these are the ones I live by. All of them are valuable. All of them I want to share. So I'm going to talk, first one, parenting. Parenting. My cousin Lois gave me the single best piece of parenting advice I've ever received. I remember when she gave it to me, we were walking on a beach in Texas, and my youngest son was kind of toddling ahead of us and everything. And she told me, she said, if they want something and you don't really want them to have it, but you think you'll probably give in and let them have it, she said, then give in early. Because if you don't, it only teaches them to fight with you. 100% true, golden words of wisdom. I will be imparting that should my children have children of their own. I think it's brilliant. Um, Another bit of advice I actually got from, I think it was a blog that I read or something about uh, credit karma. I was reading a book, no, a blog. Pardon me, I was reading a blog about Credit Karma. You know the site, Credit Karma? And it was talking about whether or not it was a scam, which, flash, it's a scam. But they were saying in there that the only time your credit report is ever important is when you're buying a car or a house. And for me, I always think about that in those social situations where you're meeting somebody new, or maybe they're not somebody new, maybe it's someone you've known for a while, and that person starts the conversation with some sort of bizarre point about how well they've done something. Has that ever happened to you? Happens to me. So you're out with a bunch of moms. Let's say it's PTA. I'll just throw it out there, PTA. You're out at PTA and, you know, you're milling about after the meeting and, and, you know, this mom over here just immediately brings up, oh, you know, I'm tired because I ran 15 miles today in three minutes. And I just ran it in three minutes and I ran 15 miles. And I just think to myself, I think about that from that blog. I'm like, your credit report is only ever important when you're buying a car or a house. And I take that to mean I don't need to know about that little achievement of yours unless I'm asking you about how fast you're running 15 miles. I don't know. I just, for, for some reason, that made a connection to me. That made a connection to me. I'm I'm fumbling with my words. It's this damn chocolate martini. <laughs> I'm going to stop giggling. And another bit of advice that I really appreciate um, actually came from my youngest son. He didn't give it to me, but it was a quote that he read, gosh, in middle school or something like that years ago. And the quote is probably not politically correct right now, but it's the quote is, and I don't even know, I could look it up. You're right. I could look it up, but I don't remember who did it. It was kill the Indian, save the man, kill the Indian, but save the man. And I always think about that when I get into an argument 
every time I get into an argument and just get all excited, I think to myself, kill the Indian, save the man. And what I interpret that to mean as I got to calm myself down. I have some little part of me that's taking over and I'm going to save my dignity. I'm going to save my place in whatever this disagreement is. And I've got to kill that savage part of me and hold on to the more reasonable part of me. Um, so yeah, those are some of the little bits of advice and words of wisdom. There's thousands out there. Stop and smell the roses. Um, nobody's gonna, nobody from work is gonna be at your deathbed. That's a good one. I love that. Um, the man, the first man that lifts a fist is the first man that's run out of ideas. There's millions. And I think that we need to be more aware of them and we need to teach our children these things. In this day and age when we have all sorts of horrible things on the news and we have people just so entitled and we have all kinds of terrible things going on, we need to really give our children words to live by. My parents used to have hanging up in their living room a print it was a black and white print, and it showed a kind of a Victorian woman, and she was talking with the, these little children. And the print said, raise a child in the way he should go, and when he is old, he will not stray from it. It's 100% true, people. 100% true. All right. Well, I'm going to head on out and finish up the rest of my day. I miss you all. I hope everybody had a great first of the year, got through everything okay, and now we're going to start to warm up. So spring's coming. Ready for it. Thank you so much for joining us at the Walking Moose Podcast. Again, my name is Meg. My dog's name is Moose. You can check us out at www.walkingmoose.com where you can find all kinds of observations about a life in progress just like yours. So, farewell, all Wiedersehen, and may the road always rise up to meet you.